arms stretch out like a great big river Wait on and let's swim together And lines are blurred, the infinity of choice Entering the temporal void
Desolation Row slash Margaritaville. You are listening to Play It By Year, the show where I look back on the history of popular music one year at a time, and that was PJ Harvey with Dress, released 1991, which is what the show is going to be encompassing tonight, the music of 1991. I, of course, am your host, Duff Dixon, and I'm here to talk to y'all about all kinds of things. My past as a retired time traveler for the CIA, as well as, you know, just whatever's on my mind and in my heart. Uh, I should say this show is available the next day on iTunes and Spotify. If you just search Play It By Year or Duff Dixon, it should come up. And uh, that's just if y'all can't make it to the live or want to listen to it on demand, I can't blame you. Go do it that way. Uh, I guess vice versa. Also, if you're listening to this on Spotify and iTunes, the show is live. You can come listen to it at Mixler.com slash Duff Dixon. I'm not going to bother to spell Mixler, but just so you know, it's spelled stupid like they do in Silicon Valley where they leave out letters and stuff. Uh, well, folks, it's 1991 night on Play It By Year, and I'd like to do a little segment here called Lost Chapters of History, where I give you a peek behind the curtain of things that are not supposed to be out there, things that are confidential, things that are for for security clearance only. Uh, Lost Chapters of History in 1991, at the 1991 Academy Awards, uh, Silence of the Lambs had a big sweep. Best Picture, Best Director, Jonathan Demme. Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins. Best Actress, Jodie Foster. Best Adapted Screenplay, didn't look that up. Uh, But originally, it also won Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress, too. Now, what happened was, Christopher Walken won for Best Supporting Actor in the role of Rhodey, Hannibal Lecter's animated talking rat sidekick, who would just kind of describe everything that Hannibal is thinking about in the in rap form. He would rap about it. Uh, and then also Kathy Bates won Best Supporting Actress for her role as Gertie, who was uh, Cl- Clarice's kind of like frumpy, frustrated roommate who's like all angry because she can't find a good boyfriend. Uh, and what happened is eventually the CIA figured out that that big of a sweep by Silence of the Lamb was actually moving up the cataclysm, the event that ends all life on Earth at the end of 2021, by about six months. So we had to send a time astronaut back, talk to Jonathan Demme, talk to that feller who wrote that screenplay, get those two cut out of the film, and uh, and roll from there. If you want to see that original cut, it is in the CIA vaults. I recommend uh, applying for a job. Okay, I want to try just like straight out uh, saying one of the one of the topics tonight, so y'all can like ruminate on it before y'all call in. I got. Let's see. Uh, do you have any recurring dreams or dream locations? Now, what bearing this has on tonight's show will become clear later on in the broadcast. But just think about that. Is there a place that only exists in your dreams that you find yourself in, in many of your dreams or a situation that keeps repeating in your dreams? I'd love to hear about that stuff. I got one of my own. Maybe we'll talk about it later on in the broadcast. I got four blocks of music for y'all tonight from 1991 that I'm very excited about. I like all of these blocks of music and all of these blocks of music, as it should turn out, kind of hew to a specific subgenre 
that was emerging at this time, at the beginning of the 1990s. So I thought maybe a good thing to do would be, for each block, I will kind of review whether or not I like the name of that subgenre, just for my own purposes, I guess. Maybe for your entertainment, I don't know. First block up needs a little bit of explanation because it is the baggy block. What is baggy? You probably never even heard of baggy. Well, baggy was a, a British music trend, kind of grew out of another even shorter moment that was called Madchester. Madchester was like these bands in Manchester, England, who were playing like a fusion of rock and roll music and, and club dance music. And Baggy kind of was like the rest of England saying, hey, we want to get us some of that, not just Manchester. Let's get in on some of this, right? And it's really, it's such a, it's such a, like a specific thing because it's like, it's psychedelic rock and it's blended with this, like, this, this real particular kind of club beat. I think they call it like the funky drummer break. It's really popular in like European club music at this time. It's kind of like, can I do it with my mouth? Let's see. I can't really do it with my mouth. But sometimes they'd use bongos. Sometimes they just do it with a regular rock kit. And the thing is, is like, this is the this is the same, if you think about it, this is like the same idea behind dance punk music with, you know, bands like Gang of Four or like the, the, the dance punk revival in the 2000s, like Block Party. But that stuff's so much more boring than this baggy stuff, in my opinion, because that's just like... Yeah, let's do three or four chord song, punk songs, and then throw like a disco beat. If you wanted to play Baggy, you had to really know how to play. And I hope y'all like this. I'm going to play uh, four tracks from this little movement. Here on 1991 Night, play it by year. I'm Duff Dixon. Stick around. Oh, right. This got talking up front. I wish I could just hit the post like a real DJ, you know, where I finish a sentence and...
Block here on Play It By Year 1991 night. I love that, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but something about that's so vital. It just gets me moving, man. But let's talk about the name of that genre, Baggy. I got to give it a, a D minus because, especially once I learned that it literally just came from people saying, hey, these bands sure are wearing a lot of baggy clothes. Come on, man. Like, try a little harder. Try a little harder. Cool music deserves a cool name, at least, right? What did you hear, though, specifically, I hear you ask? Well, you heard, that was just now, that was Blur, who began as a baggy band, by the way, before Britpop really took off, with There's No Other Way. Before that, Caravan with Inspiral Carpets, and Northside with Shall We Take a Trip, and we began that block with I Believe by EMF. I already said one topic today, which is do you have any recurring dreams or dream elements or dream locations or situations? Here's another one, too. I'm just going to open them both up. What is the most ambitious look that you've ever attempted to pull off? You know, like, I'm thinking 1991, people got their flannels, people are rocking a lot of pastel colors. Is there like a article of clothing or an outfit or a haircut that you tried thinking maybe I can be this person and you know whether or not it worked that's that's up for the discussion uh I do have a caller on the line right now I'm gonna go ahead and bring them on hang on a second here caller you are on with Duff Dixon live who am I talking to hey Duff this is Tanya Tanya it's so good to hear your voice tonight are you having a good time I'm having a great time. I know nothing about 1991, so this is well. Let me if, if it's not too if if this isn't too odious of a question. Were you alive in 1991? I was not alive. <laughs> hey, you know what you missed? You know what you missed? You missed a lot of you know folks who sing like that with that oh, oh, oh like that <laughs> voice. You missed um oh you missed the first Iraq War. You missed that. Well. That's okay, because I got the second one. Hey, you got the second one, man. Some sequels, you can skip the first one and still totally follow what's happening. Oh, absolutely. Tanya, what's on your mind tonight? You want to talk to me? I got a couple of topics uh, about recurring dreams or the most ambitious yeah. looks you ever attempted. I, I actually have the perfect answer for a recurring dream, because I have the same dream with very specific elements. Ooh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Kind of Take me through it, Tanya. Yeah, I've had this for like four or five years now. I'm back in high school. Okay. Um, as an adult, though, so I've already graduated high school. Right. I'm back in high school, and I need my second high school diploma. Oh, no, the second one. <laughs> second one. Dang, man, that's that's a nightmare <laughs> scenario right there. But there's... but. There's an issue, which is that I haven't been going to any of my classes. Any of your classes. We've been having the same dream, Tanya, and I've been having it for 10 billion years. Let me tell you something. Why we got it? Why's our brain got to put us through some kind of a stupid, like, hollow deck 
stress test while we're trying to get some shut eye. Why do they got to do that, man? I don't know, but but I've got an issue because graduation is coming up. Right. And my parents are supposed to be there. Oh, no. But I haven't been going to any of my classes because I'm an adult. You're not going to make it. How are you going to do it? So I'm walking around to all my old teachers being like, look, I don't, I know I don't go here or go to class, but you need to pass me. See, that's uh, the difference between you and me, Tanya, because once I'm in this situation in my dream, I'm just like, well, I guess I'm screwed. And then I go like hang out in the hall with the other burnouts and, and just kind of be like, so y'all holding what's going on. I mean, that probably would have been a better use of your time because I never get anywhere. And then I end up having to, uh, basically the dreams always end with me trying to get flights back to Chicago. (laughs) Because you just give it up, but not after some struggle. You got to, right. I get you. It's the same. I'm wandering the hallways with this complete panic and stress being like, how do I get my second high school diploma? This is like a little, maybe this is kind of in the weeds, but I, but I want to know when you're back in your high school and your dreams, does the architecture remain consistent with the reality of your high school or is there some, you know, fudging around the edges going on? I mean, it's the same. It's that same beautiful late sixties, early seventies architecture. And yeah, mostly it's the same contractors who were building prisons, which is why they feel kind of like oppressive and dour inside of them. 80% of our classrooms didn't have windows. Are you familiar with lucid dreaming, Tanya, where you're able to become aware that you are having a dream and sort of be a godlike entity within your own dream world? No, unfortunately, I go the opposite where I think this is my new world for real. Right. Um, And you're stuck in this reality and you're a failure. Yeah. But you know what? In my opinion, Tanya, you are not a failure. In fact, I have it right here. It's your play it by year diploma. You went to every class and I'm proud to have you walk down. Do you want to, do you want to do that? Are you going to yell anything out or flash a peace sign when you turn out to the auditorium after you get your diploma? Fuck you guys. I'm out. (laughs) All right. Well, now I I don't know if I can sign off on language like that, Tanya, but Hey, you're graduating. So it's like, what am I going to do? Put you in detention. (laughs) I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. Hey, Tanya, you were, an absolute delight, and I thank you so much for calling into the show. I'm going to take us right back into the music for another block of kind of a weird uh, pseudo subgenre that was emerging. Probably the biggest one that started this year grunge music. Grunge is here. It's 1991, y'all. Flannels and heroin and Seattle and whatnot. Uh, I gotta be straight with y'all. I sometimes struggle with grunge. I think that the kind of bluesier, more kind of morose grunge really doesn't do a lot for me, but I worked real hard to put together one that I think shows off the elements that I do appreciate about grunge music at its simplest form. Of course, grunge is like a hybrid form of, of metal and punk rock. And, uh, we're going to get into some of that right now. Listen carefully. Maybe you'll hear some power pop elements. Yeah, hold your ear, hold your extra close to your radio. Maybe you'll hear some power pop elements here on the Grunge Block 1991. Play it by year. This is Duff Dixon.
Nirvana on a plane here on Play It By Year, uh, grunge block, grunge, gotta give it a C plus. I see what they're going for and it is evocative of the style of the time, but it's just kind of unpleasant to say and picture. So I gotta, I gotta dock it some points. Um, before that hole with teenage whore gumball with this town. And we started that block off with L seven, uh, the song that will shove by L7. Um, folks, usually I take calls. Today I got like a special guest. This is like a real talk show now. I got a, a very important and very prolific artist for y'all to, to talk to today. Um, this is a man with 20,000 songs on Spotify. This is a man who has made feature-length films like 
Freaky Farley and local legends. He's he's a, a, appeared on Jimmy Fallon and uh, many NPR and other podcasts and things like that. I can't wait for y'all to get to know him. Uh, I think you're going to love him. Ladies and gentlemen, fabulous, marvelous Matt Farley. Welcome to Play It By Year with Duff Dixon. You're on. Hey, hey, hey. This is a huge honor. Thank you. I'm loving the tunes that you've been spinning all evening. I I appreciate you being on here, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of what you do. I also will not, I will continue to not lie and tell you that I have not listened to all 20,000 of your songs. I'm sorry about that. I'll be honest, I missed one of the songs that you played this evening because I had to take a break to quickly record uh, one last song. Okay, so we're even. We're even. You're recording right now, though. You've recorded today. You've also been working. Yeah, I just wrapped up a session where I did 42 songs, and uh, I feel good about that. 42 songs. Now, I know you have a variety of different projects. Some things you make like, you know, personal kind of folk rock music. You also make songs where you say, happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday, Mary. Happy birthday, John, and et cetera, et cetera. What was the project you were working on today? Well, um, I, I kind of struck gold when I did poop songs with my band called the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, and I also struck a little bit of gold with the name songs that you just mentioned. And then I thought, what if, what if I combine the two, and I have a whole series of name poop songs where each song, the lyrics are just a person's name followed by the word poop, and I did that 42 times today. That's amazing. Did you do any kind of weird, like, Gen Z names, you know, like a, like a Evica or a, you know, just a weird name, anything like that? Uh, I don't have the list in front of me, and it, um, I, I forget each one immediately after I do it, but I've been getting requests, I've get hundreds of requests, because these are popular on TikTok, so all the kids are sending me messages saying, do my name, do my name. And um, a lot of them, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing them right. Matt, I feel that we are kindred spirits. And I, I, you know, I'm 10 billion years old. I spent 10 billion years time traveling and trying to stop the end of the world. And forgetting as soon as you are done is so key to keeping your mind right, man. I can't, I can't encourage you enough to stick to that in your method. Uh, here's, here's something I heard, Matt. Is it true that, or at least a rumor, that iTunes actually changed some of its album submission rules based on the things that you were doing? I, I think so, because there were many, there were things that I would do, and then um, I, I tried to do them again, and then I'd get a little uh, message saying I'm not allowed to do that. For instance, um, I'm not no longer put, allowed to put my personal phone number on my album cover. <laughs> <laughs> now what are they going to do then if Radiohead decides that the that the cover art for their next album is going to be Phil Selway's cell phone number? They're going to have to change they, the rule. They will make an exception for Radiohead and they will make a rule for me. <laughs> hey, if you want, you're live to however many people are listening. Feel free to share your, your cell phone number on here. I don't care. I don't care. Six. 603-644-0048. Call in and chat anytime, folks. That's Matt Farley. He's 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 a, an open book. He's an open book. Matt, I have a question for you. Have you ever written a song about the CIA? Because I used to actually work for the CIA. Oh, sorry, folks. I think I think we're getting some interference there, y'all. Sorry. 
Oh, boy. Matt, I'm sorry. I hope I haven't lost you. I'm not sure what this is. I'm still here. But Hello. I'm still here. Hey, hi. Can anyone hear me? Hello? Yeah, is this Doctor oh. Who? Is this Doctor Who calling in? Hey, yeah, it is Doctor Who. You recognize my voice. Did you just, like, hack into this call? I did, yeah. I, I, I figured out the secrets of hacking into Skype calls. Well, buddy, yeah. I know I owe you one, but that's, I gotta say, I'm a little bit irritated. That's not maybe the most polite thing you've done on the show so far. Well, definitely do it if I wasn't here on urgent business. Okay, Matt, I'm sorry. This is Doctor Who. He is a Time Lord. We have a little bit of, a, of an involvement with each other right now. Something I did while I was trying to change history to stop the end of the world uh, resulted in the extinction of his race, like the complete genocide of his people. And so we're just kind of trying to undo that, Matt. Sorry about that. Yeah, so yeah you guys do what you got to do. I understand. Thanks, Matt. I'm here, and I'm glad to have caught you on the phone, Matt, because you're the one who I'm actually here to talk to today. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. Uh, at least as okay as, you know, the sole surviving member of my race can be doing. Doctor Who, is, I, know, I just want to ask that you please be polite and kind to my guest. I know you're a nice feller. I just, you know, I, I'll, you can talk to him. Just, you know, be, be nice. When am I ever anything but congenial, Duff? All right, that's on me. You're right. But, Matt, you know, as, as Duff's listeners will remember, over the past few weeks, I've been trying to determine which changes to the past Duff here has made that have resulted in the destruction of my planet and the genocide of my entire race. And while I'm still trying to figure that out, in the process, I've identified another contributing factor to the destruction of my planet. Although it's really more like a, uh, like a condition which must be met in order to ensure the prevention of its destruction in the future. And the reason why I'm so glad to have caught you during this call, Matt, is because as it would turn out, your music career plays an integral role in the preservation of my race. Are you saying uh, Matt Farley's music will, will save your people? Uh, kind of. But, you know, if I were to sit here and explain how Matt's music career has any impact on the fate of a planet billions of light years away, we'd be here all night. So... I'll just cut to the chase and tell you, Matt, quite urgently, that the future of my planet and the preservation of my race depends on you recording and releasing one million songs. Oh, wow. That, that's a tall order. But I mean, um, I, re- I have no other choice uh, but to. Uh, yeah, really I, I got to say, Matt, I think, I think the right move here is to kind of take a bullet for the team and kind of, you know, stop spending any time with your family or your job and try to get to that benchmark. I mean, that's that's just what I would do if I was you. I do feel fortunate in a way because, you know, if you want the continued existence of your planet to count on any musician's prol- prolificacy, you're going to want it to be like a, a guy like Matt Farley who already has like 20,000 songs. If I needed like a million Frank Ocean songs, I'd be fucked. Oh, yeah, that guy That guy never puts out music. Also, Doctor Who, I got to say, please keep the blue language to a minimum. We try to have a family-friendly show on here. Although, again, if you decided to keep being blue, I wouldn't hang up on you. This is your time. Um, well, you, as, as a powerful time lord, you couldn't hang up on me if you tried, Duff. That's true. That's a good point. Hey, Doctor Who, here, here's a question. If, if Matt were to meet this benchmark, these one million songs, would he get anything in return, like maybe a statue of him on your home planet? Yeah, we would probably like erect like a. Maybe we would name our music venues after you. 
the you Matt know, Farley Stadium. Matt, I'm doing I'm doing some calculations here. I, I think if you finish one song every 15 minutes for the next 30 years, you're there. Bring it on! I'm I'm always up for a challenge. Well, should we submit? Can I submit some possible albums you could do to to try to chip away at that number? That would definitely yes. be helpful. I think. All right. Well, what about like a song? You could do like weather songs, like it's 66 and it's raining or it's 66 and it's clear or it's 66 and it's foggy. And then you do like it's 67 and it's raining, et cetera, et cetera. And we can do it for Fahrenheit and Celsius. Too. Oh, good point. International market. Matt, have you ever written an album about uh, the sensation of regenerating your body and turning into a completely different person? No, but that that that's um that 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 sounds very inspirational. I smell a, I, I smell like a Matt Farley concept album there. This could be like your you know your Ziggy Stardust or something. Yes, maybe you could also. Oh, here's one, Matt. What if you make a song every time you finish eating about whatever you just ate? That'll add up. It'll just be called pizza every time. Good point. Is there any way to game the system, Doctor Who? Like, could he just release the same song over and over under different names, for example? Unfortunately, I, I, I looked into like possible futures that would result from that scenario. They need to be unique songs. I feel you. Hey, I'm going to wrap this up, but Matt, you're the best for coming on the show. I don't want to hold you anymore because you, re you really got to get nose to the grindstone if you're going to make this uh, million songs before you drop dead of old age or just exhaustion. Where can the people find you and, and interact with you and whatnot on the internet or, or your music if they're interested in finding out more? Uh, you know what, guys? I have a Wikipedia page. Go to Wikipedia and type in Matt Farley. I, do, I check it six times a day just to make sure... It's still looking good, and it is. Heck yeah! Deemed significant enough for inclusion in Wikipedia. Matt Farley, thanks for coming on Play It By Year. You too, Doctor Who. Come back anytime, because apparently you get to just choose and come and go as you please. It's the privilege of being an all-powerful time, time lord, but if you'll excuse me. I just kind of hung up on him. Maybe it was like my way to sort of get back at him for, you know, busting in on my show. But I do, I, I do like Doctor Who. I think he's a good feller. Hey, that was a lot of fun, but we got a lot of music to play, so let's get back to the music on this show. I'm very excited about this next block. We're going to do a boom-bap block. Boom-bap. That's hip-hop, y'all, and that's good hip-hop. That's like, what is boom-bap? Well, it's bouncy. It's fun. It makes you kind of nod your head. And you know what? It's The boom is the kick drum, and the, and the bap is the snare drum. I would say that the kick drums did get boomier from here as hip-hop progressed. I don't know if the snare drums ever got bappier than this. These are some real bappy, bappy snare drums. And I hope y'all enjoy this music on the Boom Bap Block 1991 night here with Duff Dixon. Play it by year.
Situations like this, I now hate to give me smiles Kool-Aid wide and ass. And with the straightest face, I be like, hell yes. Let yes, them the bitches yes. to pop a print for so I don't go a war. But yet I know when they call, they get hey, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Why don't you leave me? And your number, and I'll get back to you. Hey, how are you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Why don't you leave your name and your number? And I'll get back to you. Check it out. They force like Luke's got me, myself, and I go to this act daily. And rarely do I not. No matter how I dodge, some jackal always nails me. No matter what the plot. And even out on tour, they be like, yo, I got a ticket to play you back at the hotel. I be like, oh, swell. Unveil the numeric code that dials my room. And tell them to call me at noon. But of course, there's no answering machine in my room. But a pretty young girl who I swung on tour. And if it rings my whip alone, she'll answer the phone. And with the quickness, she'll be like a poem. Hey. You done did the right thing, dial up my ring ring, now you're waiting on the beat. Say, I would love if you sing a tune the true instead of fronting on the street. So no problemo, just play your demo, and at the end it's breakout time. Please, oh please, don't press rewind, cause I'll just lay it down the line. Hey, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Why don't you leave your name and your number, and I'll get and back, I'll to get you. back to you. Hey, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through Why don't you leave your name and your number And we'll get back to you
Over unknown traps While the next man flaps his list like parquet I'm skilled in the field So slide to the side I'll make a rapper cry Cause I can get some shut eye While he's having hard times writing rhymes So he knows all my metaphors and dimes on my lines Which is the reason why I like to hang out And hustle with my friends To get away from pins and copiers So I'm corona bound To check you, aka Dr. Butcher And what's going down A joke with the Jetta enables us to get around town. He's a clown. Other than that, I'm with Joe Burgos. Watching old Black Caesar flick for kicks. Jump in the wagon here, we're out of here without an idea where. But usually we wind up there. I go over cake, cuss, block, cuss, rock, cuss. It's what he blends. And I like to hang out and hustle with my friends. Yo, I'm just hanging out with my friends. I'm just hanging out. And I'll be up in Mount Vernon. With CL Smooth and Pete Rock Making beats that are sharper than cleats With my man Grippy Grips from the Cafe Black Rose Checking out videos And I speak with my man Rob Lee On the problems of the week Dump and meet my man's deep Like the kid from the bridge named the Rapper Nas Me and G collect money and bars And I run through disco text like sound Royal Rich is profound Yelling free James Brown We rustle up to the disco tech And hustle up a storm in a swarm Like we're gonna form Nobody can get with the whereabouts Cause we're out shuffling feet Without a shadow of a doubt From flushing to the streets of New York and back Freshly dipped off the rack But not the fan crack In the park making plans for the night Everything's right, taking it light Preparing for the festivities to begin And every day seems like a day from the weekend The cooler never ends Yo, the signs of the powerhouse tonight, Dick Oh, uh, but it ain't never your house <laughs> And I like to hang out and hustle with my friends I know that Hey, yo, what's up, Lenny Lunchbox? What's up, my man, Grippy? What's up, Juju, man? Me and Juju, we want to go to the powerhouse. We want to go to the powerhouse. I 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 want to go to the Hey yo, that's Joe Burgos. He said that he up there by the powerhouse. Yo, what we gonna do, man? Yo, check it out. We going to the powerhouse. We gonna see my man. Then when we go uptown, we go ride around. You know, we hustle all night. We hustle, baby. Hustle. I'm living. I'm living like Thanksgiving. Chilling. Everything. You know. Yo, what? 
Let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes, the lies, the highs, and all of these industry shingdings. Will you see the pretty girls in the high animated world? Check it for a rapper with all the dough. If you take a shit, they want to know. And if you're gonna fall, they won't be around, y'all. So you still wanna do the show business? And you think that you got what it takes? I mean, you really gotta rap and be all that. And prepare yourself for the breaks. Check it out. Gotta stick their nose. Yo, I gotta speak on the cesspool. It's the rap industry, and it ain't that cool. Only if you're on stage, but if you're speaking to your people, ain't no one you're equal, especially on the industry side. Don't let the games just glide right through your fingers. You gotta know the deal. So Lord Jamal, speak because we're giving you the business and putting on a show. You're a million dollar man that ain't got no dough, but you gotta hope. Tickets backstage to a show. Sedated, and at that fact, they laid it. Time passing, your ass say, Where's my loot? The reply is a kick in the ass from a leg in a boot. All you wanna do is taste the fruit, but in the back to make a fruit juice. You ask for slack and wanna get cut loose from the label, not able, cause you sign at the table for a pretty cash advance. Now they got a song and dance that you didn't recoup. More soup with your meal, cause this is the real when you get a record deal. And I say, Oh, shucks. Look what the cat hauled in. It's five dog from a drop called Quest. Let me begin like Chuck D. I got so much trouble on my mind about these no-talent artists getting signed. They can't rhyme. And if that ain't bad, you got bootleggers going out like suckers. Motherfuckers, feel it's time that I let loose the lion. And if not that, then I'll commence the head flying. Seems you're 91, everybody want a rhyme. And then you go and sell my tape for only $5.99. Please, nigga, I work too hard for this. No more will I take the booty end of the stick. Bogus brothers making albums when they know they can't hack it. Cause they lyrics display like eight ball jackets. Now tell me I can't tear it up. Go get yourself some toilet paper cause your lyrics is butt. Do you wanna be in the business? The people can't walk straight line. And the some business. of these brothers can't rhyme. And the hey yo, I'm trying to get mine. The party scene is cool, but then again, it's all the same. You see the same faces, but at different places. When you're up and riding high, everything is pouncy pouncy. Get a million pounds and all the skins give you hugs. Well, that's cool, I can dig it. It really ain't my bad, prefer the max on the side. I let my pants sag. Oh, he's a cutie. Yeah, real cute, but I wasn't that cute when I didn't have no loot. Although I hit a pound of herbs, I'm still nice with the verbs. So fuck what you heard. The born cypher cypher master makes me think much faster. But critics still continue to blast up my name and discredit my fame. All that shit is game. And I don't really give a damn. Eat from the tree of life and throw away the verbal ham. Well, excuse me. I gotta add my two cents in. Don't be alarmed. The rhyme was condensed in a matter of minutes, so it must be told. All that glitter's not gold. Everybody wants a deal. Help me make a demo. See my name in bright lights. Ride around in a limo. My mom keeps beefing. Boy, get a job. But I wanna make jams. Damn, I know I'll slam. Huh. Well, it's not that easy. You gotta get a label that's willing and able to market and promote. And you better hope. For what? That the product is dope. Take it from diamond. It's like mountain climbing. When it comes to rhyming, you gotta put your time in. Get a good lawyer so problems won't pile. You don't wanna make a pitch that's wild.
choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Folks, you just got done listening to the Boom Bat Block, 1991 week, play it by year. Uh, I am Duff Dixon, of course. Let's talk about Boom Bap. That genre, Boom Bap, uh, I'm going to give that a 10 out of 10, A-plus name. Love it. Love it. Love that it evokes the sound of that music. Uh, big fan of how we, uh, we, we heard the boom, we heard the bap. What else did we hear? We heard uh, Black Sheep, that last one, The Choice is Yours. You heard before that A Tribe Called Quest with The Business and Main Source just hanging out. We began that block with Ring, 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 Ha, Ha, Hey by De La Soul from their album, De La Soul is Dead. And, uh, and well, let's see. What's, what's happening, folks? 
Last week I had a fella on my uh I had a fella on my show by the name of Richard. He likes to call in now and then to kind of um to kind of guess what the cataclysm was. I'm not allowed to say what the cataclysm was, and so uh he just makes a guess and I tell him no if he's wrong and I'm supposed to say nothing if he gets it right. I don't think he actually made a guess last week. I think I kind of shoveled him off the show before he could. What happened was I, I called my friend Walt Winarski, uh, who's at Bright Lights uh, uh, Assisted Living Center, and I, I read him some stories from his local paper. Walt was a, was a timestronaut just like me. He's got a condition that timestronauts get called timnesia, where he has become completely unresponsive. He's in a, a permanent catatonic state. But I like to call him and chat with him just in case he's still in there. Um, in, in any case, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that we got going on today is... Richard called in. He had a bunch of questions about uh, Walt and what was going on and about time astronauts and stuff. So I guess uh, I, I made a, a, an attempt to get somebody from the department to call in, and they said they was all busy. So I just I just had them send over some files, and I guess I'm going to try to like. Uh, answer those questions myself. Um, I am, I do have Richard on the line with me right now. Richard, are you there? Richard, I'm listening for you, buddy. Oh, there you are. I got you. Hey, how you doing, Richard? Richard, uh, yeah, I'm here. I, there you are. I got you. Hey, Richard. Uh, listen, buddy. I I tried to. I told the folks I tried to get somebody from Archangel, but I guess it's all hands on. I'm doing there. all right. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, man. Um, you seem to be responding to me with a great delay. Are y'all Are y'all hearing me? Okay. I hear a big delay. It seems like you're you're way behind me. I'm not sure why. Check, check. Mm. Listen, Richard, I might have to just uh, bump you to next week if we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, in any case, uh, I, ho I hope you're not you know too... What? You know what? I don't think I'm hearing you on the call. Yeah, okay. So it looks like we're getting some technical difficulties. Uh, sorry about that, Richard. Listen, it's just not your week, buddy. I hope I hope your those questions stay piping hot for next week, cause man, they're gonna have to wait till then. It's a live show. What are you gonna do? I'll be honest with y'all. I really kind of despise talking shop, so I'm a little bit relieved that we don't have to do this right now. And also, who knows? Maybe I can actually get somebody from the center to to field those questions, so I don't have to do it. Um, but until then, I guess we're just gonna get back right on to the music. It is a music show. Don't y'all forget. Uh, this song coming up here is from a, a very special genre, an emerging genre uh, in the 1991 era called shoegaze. Shoegaze. Some of y'all know about shoegaze, I'm sure. Some of y'all music nerds are aware about shoegaze. Shoegaze music it's like very dense. It's very dense. It's very effect pedals heavy. The name shoegaze came because somebody was watching them play 
uh, one of their concerts and thought, dang, that guitarist, he's always looking down at those pedals and, uh, and it's like, he's just staring at his shoes while he's up there. I'll, Hey, I'll tip my hand. Good genre name, shoegaze. I think it's real good. I like that it's evocative, but also you don't quite know what it means at first, but it makes sense. Whoever came up with it was a cool cat. That's how I feel about it. But that's not all. Because as I mentioned earlier, one of our topics tonight is do you have any recurring dreams? This is going to kind of morph into a dream pop block. It's going to start off as a shoegaze block. It's going to churn into a, going to churn into like a dream pop block just to kind of soothe us and slow us down as we approach the end of the show. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stick around. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but again, I'm having a good time tonight. Didn't really want to bring myself down thinking about, you know, timestronauts who can't talk to me no more, who I love and who are important to me. So kind of not, Honestly, that bummed out about that. Uh, let's get into it. Shoegaze and Dream Pop Block here on 1991 Night. Play it by year. Duff Dixon. <laughs>
Here on uh, the Shoegaze and Dream Pop block, play it by year with Duff Dixon, 1991. We're coming in for the close, y'all. I should say I already said I liked. Uh, I already like. I like Shoegaze. That's a good name for a genre. Dream Pop, I guess so. It does. It 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 does what it says. Like you know, suits the bill. Doesn't go 110. percent Let's give that a, a your classic B minus. Dream Pop. Uh, I am going to take another call here. I want to remind y'all. No, first I want to tell y'all what you just heard. I don't want to forget to do that. You just heard Julie Cruz with Rockin' Back Inside My Heart. Before that, Enya with Caribbean Blue and Slow Dive with Shine and My Bloody Valentine with When You Sleep. That My Bloody Valentine song was featuring uh, the test Skype call lady. She decided to kind of get in on that, do a little feature. Always welcome to hear her her slightly robotic British voice and Skype noises to accompany. I uh, had a couple of uh, topics for y'all today. Let's recap them. The first topic was, what is something that you dream about recurrently? Is there like a location that appears in your dreams a lot? Or let's say a situation or something like that. 
I personally have an airport that always shows up in my dreams, doesn't exist in real life, has all kinds of nonsense features like a red velvet carpeted escalator and like the terminals are partially indoor and partially outdoor with these huge planters full of these like big exotic flowers, like these huge hydrangeas and stuff. Uh, so that's something that I always seem to visit when I go to sleep. Um, and the other one is what's the most ambitious look you've ever tried to pull off as a person, you know, like, could it be an article of clothing, a whole outfit? Could it be like a facial piercing or a haircut? What's something that you tried that maybe didn't pan out for you? Again, reminder, these, these topics, they are not compulsory. They are just suggestions. Let's go ahead and bring Collar on. Uh, Collar, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to right now? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Oh, sure can. This is Stashka. Hi, Stash, Stashka. Am I saying that right? That's right. I think I remember you from the chat, Stashka. Welcome to Play It By Year 1991. How are you doing tonight? Great. I'm thrilled to be on with you. I've been listening to your show um, it was recommended at the, I'm, I'm part of a paranormal romance book club and oh, they recommended paranormal romance, away. paranormal romance. Is that like books where ladies are falling in love with Bigfoot and stuff? Well, it could be, but I haven't read that one. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll have to look into that Stashka. I'm not familiar, but it sounds enticing. It sounds exciting to me. It is. Uh, let me ask you something, Stashka. When I say, do you have any recurring, like, dream situations that you go to when you, when you fall asleep? You, I do. I have a, I have a couple recurring dreams. I've All had, right. Yeah, almost my whole life. You want Take me, me through you them, Stashka. That? Let's hear it. Let's hear about it. Okay. Well, you know, like your caller earlier, Tanya, um, I find myself back in high school. Oh my God. You too. You yeah, too, Stashka. I, I'm not the only one, and I don't think Tanya is. This is a this is a, a common thread. Yeah, what Perfection. kind of what kind of psychic damage did high school do to us that we find ourselves processing the, this trauma forever in our dreams? Yeah, I just wanted I wanted out of high school. As long as I was there, I just wanted out. But but this is you know that Freud says this if you have recurring uh, I, I'm sorry if you if you have dreams about taking tests or going to a school, it's, it's, a, it's, perfect, it's a sign of perfectionism. Uh, so I, I, the other similar dream is that I, I have to take a final exam and I realize right. that A, I'm naked and B, I haven't attended the class all semester. A lot like Tanya had the same problem there. Now, here's a theory that I've worked on, Stashka, over the years, because I sometimes have a dream where I'm in a state of undress in a kind of socially inappropriate uh, uh, environment. Do you think it might have anything to do with whatever kind of clothing you are wearing to bed and your proprioception, like your body feels that clothing on your body and just kind of plugs it into your dream? Oh, I've never thought about that. Good theory. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, if I'm sleeping in the in the bus and I'm having this dream, maybe it's uh, maybe it's connected. What do you think that would actually result in if you decided to show up to take a test nude in high school? Just expulsion, or would you just get kind of like a week or a month suspension? You know, I never thought about it. I'm just, I, I'm in the dream. I'm always just trying to hide. I'm just trying to like not be seen. So I don't maybe, know. I mean, maybe if it really happened. Maybe if like the know. principal 
could tell that you were feeling great shame and, and terror, they wouldn't then follow it up with punishment. Maybe they'd just be like, why don't y'all go home, get your britches on, come on back, we're all going to try to forget this ever happened and get back to, you know, whatever, home economics. Maybe. But okay, the other recurring dream I have is several, is I can feel my teeth, they're, they're like hanging by a thread and I and numerous teeth and I they're loose and I just, I just pull them out and then I, I very, in a clandestine way, I just sort of shove them in my pocket because I know that the dentist can put them back in somehow. You, your, your instinct is to hoard them, hang on to them. Maybe they can be repurposed or, or reinserted. Reinserted. Now, uh, Freud would say, and psychologists have said throughout time of interpretation of dreams, that dreaming of one's teeth falling out indicates the fear of castration as a punishment for masturbation. I mean, look, the thing about that is, I feel like that was more of a social reality back during the time of of Freud. I don't think that a lot of people are afraid that somebody's going to cut their genitals off because they are engaging in like some self-pleasure activities now. So I don't know if that Freud theory proves all the way out because I, I personally, Stashka, I've never had the, the lose my teeth dream, but I know that it's out there in the, in the ether. And I read about people who have that dream. It does kind of seem like Freud was really, he was really on one when he was writing those dream interpretations. <laughs> Like, do you really think he, he he sort of sat down with all of his patients who thought who who like their t- dreamt about their teeth falling out and saying like, all right, let's go through it. Are you afraid that your father's going to kill you? No. Okay. Are you afraid that somebody's going to cut your genitals off because you're masturbating? Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. I just I doubt he was really being that scientific about it, Stashka. Oh, maybe he dreamed he was. Do you think as he was pitching those things, the patients would be like? What Sigmund? You're a you're a wild you're a wildcat, man. That's some crazy stuff. Maybe it was a come on. Maybe he used it used it the discussion as a come on. The cliche about Freud, of course, is that he was a was a, a kind of a massive cocaine user. Uh, right, right. Psychosis and maybe strange thought patterns. These are things that can come along with abuse of, of cocaine. If only his great insight into the psyche had told him that, maybe he would have known, hey, ease off on the no sugar just a little bit because sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, as they say, Stashka. Maybe he was using meth and his teeth fell out. Oh, man, could have been. And he's like, I bet my teeth fell out because I was so scared somebody was going to cut off my little Freud. Um, <laughs> Stashka, we're, we're almost done here. I like to, I, this is a new thing I'm starting where the last guest of the night, I kind of like them to to help me kind of introduce the last song that we go out on. Um, do you have any affinity or, or personal relationship with a recording artist who I consider to be one of the big five popular music musicians of all time? Madonna. Oh, I do. I I do. I was I think I was fourteen or fifteen when her when she released her first song, and so you know it was really a big part of my coming of age. And I I followed her throughout her entire career. And uh, yeah, I have definitely have an affinity with her. Hey, can I ask you a question? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? We're not. We don't have like a time crunch or anything. So go for it. Yeah, real quick. 
So uh, you you were with the CIA, right? Yeah, I mean, I was a I was a, a an agency man for five years, and then ten billion years, and then I retired. Right. So, so I have a question about your retirement, your pension. Is that real quick? Can I ask you a question about your pension? Hey, go for it, Stashka. I'm not KG about financial matters. Okay, great. Because I'm assuming you're you're in the federal employee retirement system, and and I want to know that. What they have to use the, your number of years of service as your as one of the multipliers to figure out your benefits. I want to know: Did they use five continuous years, or did they use your ten billion empirical years? Well, it's a very good question, Stashka, and this has been a, a a source of some kind of, I guess you would call disagreement within the the agency. Part of the problem is there's so many time astronauts now that if you were to use that 10 billion modifier, it would be just, you know, it would, we would instantly be moving into uh, an extreme deficit. So the, the, the <laughs> workout that they've done, the kind of like stopgap that they've done in the meantime is to just give time astronauts the highest military pension available, which is available to like, you know, generals and such, um, and then, you know, just coast on that. I'll be honest with you, Stashka. I think that some people in accounting are not really counting on all of us still being here at the end of next year. So they're kind of like, sure, throw money at the problem. Who cares, right? But I personally, Stashka, I think that this is all going to work out. Our best men and women are on this. And I think that they're going to they're gonna fix this problem. And we're all going to live long, happy lives and and pick up the pieces and put out the fires and, and maybe de-radicalize our, our young adults who are going down a bad path politically. And, and there's always a brighter tomorrow. That's my opinion, Stashka. Um, Absolutely. 1991 was kind of a between year for Madonna. She did not have a record that year. Her first big hits compilation, the Immaculate Collection came out that year, Stashka. Hmm. And uh, Best and, album. That was their, I, that's my favorite album. I realized well, I mean, got all the hits. What are you going to do, right? Because <laughs> got all the good ones. Just dig right in. Have your dessert first. That's what you got to do. Um, that's right. There was one new song on that collection, Stashka, and it was a big hit. Now, I'm wondering, can you name that song? How how deep does your knowledge go? What was the new song on the Immaculate Collection? Don't be embarrassed if you can't pull it, because I'm right here to tell you what it is. All right, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. It was Justify My Love. Come on! You got it! Hell yeah! Woo! All right. Yeah! That's where we're going out tonight. 1991, play it by year. Come around next week, y'all. It's going to be 1960. We're going to have a lot of fun. My apologies to Richard. Please call back in next week, Richard. We'll get you squared away. Uh, this is Duff Dixon and Scott Tashka saying, Go Bruins! Play it by year, 1991. That was awesome.
Just 